BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another Knife Talk podcast. We are reporting to you from a frozen northern hemisphere. It's freezing as fuck everywhere. Uh, I'm here, as always, with Jeff Fader of Fader Knives and Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives, as well as the 355s. Chop Knives and the 355s. Holy shit, that goes together nice. All right. It flows. It's got flow. Anyways, we're here to answer you guys' questions, uh, talk about knives, work through dilemmas, whether it's customers or other knife makers or whatever, uh, and and to keep you company in the shop. So we thank you all for joining us. And Craig is back from a, a drug-induced <laughs> rock and roll coma. I did for- hear your <laughs> intro last week, and believe me, it was nothing like that. Oh, it was, that's too it bad. Was- yeah, yeah, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like it when Mareko, He, I, I can, you can tell that he's just like, I'm gonna go right over the line. He went I'm, in hot. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go right <laughs> over the line. <laughs> yeah. Well, how was it? Tell us about the show. It was great. So we did two. We did a Friday night and a Saturday night. So I flew in Friday. Um, I got the full rock star treatment. So they all travelled up in, a, in the back of a van, set up all the gear. Oh. I flew in. I was picked up from the airport. Was straight to the venue and everything. Like on a G six or what? It was just <laughs> no Ryanair, the cheapest <laughs> flight you could possibly oh, get. Ryanair <laughs> is some fucking bullshit. Ah, that's that's oh, a yeah. flea bag shit right it there. It is, really is. He's probably more comfortable um, in that van. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, less parts. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, it was great. So the first one was in uh, the Water Rats in London, which is quite an iconic venue. It's where. I say uh, Dylan plays his London shows and so on. Um, yeah, it was amazing, and uh, we had a full room, so we were just like, Whoo! so <laughs> yeah, it's one of those weird things where lots of weird things happened. Um, so we had we had I don't know if Dodgy were a big band in the US. They were, they were big in the UK back in the nineties, um, but um, the guy from Dodgy was going on before us. He was sort of supporting us doing an acoustic set. Oh, nice. He come off the stage. We go on stage, and we've got we've got like a walk on music. You know what? Well, you know we get on, we tune up, then our drummer kicks straight in. So the walk on music's in, and all I can hear is fuck, 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 fuck from the side of the stage. I'm like what the hell is that? So Nigel had walked off the stage, still had his guitar on him, and managed to get his guitar stuck in the door. So he was pinned to the door, couldn't move. Oh shit. He was stuck, and it took four of us to like to wedge his guitar straight. Oh, yeah, so what? Um, yeah, it was a very strange uh, freak thing that happened. He was fine, 
but it was just very strange. What kind of door um, oh, was this? You couldn't just open the door again? No, because his strap had gone behind it and it was wedged. So when you're trying to open it, it was wedging him for... Oh, it was oh so it was like a, a Three Stooges shit. <laughs> basic, basically, oh yeah, yeah. Our intro music's playing. Our intro music comes to an end and there's us trying to drag him out of this doorway. It was very strange. Um, but but what was even madder was... So, you know, we did the gig and we had a few drinks afterwards, all the rest of it. It's about 2 a.m. now and I'm in the hotel next door go to get into the room and um it, it, it just would it wouldn't open my my card wouldn't work um but i heard like a shuffling inside so like, what's going on here I knew it. so i bang on the door this little spanish man opens the door he goes, see <laughs> I goes, uh excuse me i think this is my room and he's just looking at me completely blankly doesn't understand a word i'm saying well it turned out that earlier on in the day when i was a bit adrenaline fueled shall we say um I'd said to a friend, or because they had a friend with them who'd flown flown in, and they were had a few too many drinks, and they, they just went to sleep. I said if they want to go back and have a have a little sleep. I've got like a twin room, so there's a spare bed. As long as they're gone by the time I'm back, it's fine. I gave them the key. I forgot all about this. Oh. God. So anyway, so he's looking at me blankly, and I'm just like, okay, it's two in the morning. I need to sleep. What's going on? So I walk in, and there's just a double bed in this room now. So there's this little Spanish man oh, and me, almost like sake. almost like a Mexican standoff. I am completely spent. <laughs> I am knackered. So and he, um, you don't know this guy home. at all. You've no idea who he is. No idea who he is. So it was just like so. I'm telling him basically, <laughs> you need to get out. You know, it's 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 my room. I need to sleep. I, I'm not sleeping with a random Spanish man. <laughs> a but, random. But, random. But this is me. This is me who part. hates confrontation. So right. So so what what do you think? I what first of all, what would have you have done? Fucking scenario time. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah, you just you'd say, Oh, get out. That's that's what a normal I, person would I do. I don't think yeah? I would. If you want my honest opinion what I would do, I'd <laughs> go on the front Sir. desk and I'd be like, What is going on? And then then he, say, but you gave him your key. Yeah, you, you gave him your key, <laughs> moron. And I would probably say, Well then I just need to get in the room. Mm, yeah, well, so this a, is what I, this is what I did. <laughs> this is what I did. Oh God! Oh man! You threw all I, I was obviously, obviously still drunk. So, so I walk over to the bed, sit on the bed, slowly start taking my shoes off. Slowly, slowly, thinking he's going to go soon. He's going to go soon. Get to the point where my shoes are off. I'm like, right? Is he naked by this time? No, he did have clothes on, thankfully. Oh, no. So, so now I'm like. Now do I go for the trousers? Do I take the trousers? And this is just like a standoff to see to see who break to see who breaks first. It felt as if it was ten minutes. I'm sure it was thirty seconds, but in the end, he sort of looked at me and went, "Okay, I go, I go, I go." He picked up his stuff in his arms and he just walked out the room. I'm just left in this room thinking, "What the hell just happened?" Well, who was Absolute he? Absolute madness. He was a <laughs> he was a friend of our producer who come in from Spain for the to to, to watch us. Had way too many drinks in the afternoon. He did. He did, yeah, yeah. Mm. So by 7 p.m. he was done, you know. Um, yeah, God. it was one of those very strange, oh, bizarre situations. That's not a rock and yeah. roll lifestyle. It's not. A little Spanish man in your bed. It's, it's not what, it wasn't on the rider. Well, I mean, it say, depends anyway. on what you're looking for. But. I mean, yeah, he did yeah. say, I don't sleep yeah. with random Spanish beds. So, <laughs> so did you... Did, oh, hey, out. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you end up saying anything to your producer? Like, what I the did fuck, the next dude? day. We, we were just laughing about it because he was saying, well, don't you remember giving him the key? Apparently, oh, man, oh, I'm embarrassed. Apparently, we did, apparently there was a thing. 
where I gave him the key and I told him my room number and I squeezed his ass and gave him a fake kiss as like jokingly sorry <laughs> so, oh, so you show up and start so, taking your clothes so, off so then i show up start taking my clothes off the more i think back i'm sweating now i'm sweating my eyeballs are sweating thinking of the whole situation now it's just like oh man you you, you didn't you didn't start with this story you should have started with that part of the story so this guy thought he was going to get a leg over huh <laughs> oh man anyway so that was that was that was that was friday um saturday we went back to wales uh to play a gig and um the venue we, we did i didn't know much about the venue we told the venue we turn up we walk in and it was <laughs> there was like sofas everywhere and it was just like what the fuck is this it's a very weird place a bar at the back Anyway, the first band goes on, and they're like the punkest punk you've ever seen. They're in the crowd. They're lying on the floor in the crowd. Everybody's jumping around them. <laughs> Shit, we're up next, you know. We're quite, you know, it's rock, but it's quite gentle, I suppose. Sure. Um, it went down really well, thankfully, but it was just one of those things. What, What is going on in my life, you know? I'm nearly 50 years old. What's going yeah. on? But, hey, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. So all this week, I've just been knackered. Absolutely knackered because it was like a whistle stop tour. So it was Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday all day in the studio, then fly back early hours Monday morning. Um, so all week I've just been like flagging. Can we just say that your any hotel story you have, it's always <laughs> super duper questionable <laughs> because the birth of I'm your son. We last episode, Mareko mentioned it, but if you go back into the archives, I'm talking to listeners. Yes. The birth of Buddy. Was, I was, in a, Craig, I was in a whole house. Craig, 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 wait, you got to set it up right, otherwise people think you're crazy. His poor wife is in this hospital. Craig's got to get some sleep. They won't let him in because of COVID. He yeah. gets a he gets a hotel in a brothel area, and they start sending phone calls up saying, "Would you like us to send some women up?" And he's saying, "No, I don't want you to send women." Up. He he got he booked himself a room in a whorehouse. I didn't know. It was the cheapest I could find. That was close to the, to Both the hospital. These stories of I didn't know are so <laughs> suspect. This is the second I didn't know. The fucking little Spanish guy in the bed. And then the whore. Craig, you're leaving, leading a double life. Just say it. That's two questionable maybe, hotel maybe so. stories. Jorge and the horse. That's what the book is. That's what the book will be called, oh, clearly. Jorge God. and the horse. <laughs> Rock and anyway. roll lifestyle. Anyway, so that's been my week. And I said, just recovering this week, just even now, just knackered. And it's so cold here as well. I feel it twice as old as I am because it's like so cold. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's cold everywhere. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. so what's the next big gig? Um, well, we've got some support gigs now coming up for... Um, so Dodgy, the band where I said the, the lead singer supported us, um, he's back with the full band now doing a UK tour. Um, and we're doing the Saturdays on his tour. So basically, because we all sort of work, we're all busy in the week. Um, it's how rock and roll we are. We said we can only come and do Saturdays with you. So, yeah, so the Saturday gigs around the UK. So mm. in March and April, I believe it is. So oh, March and fun. April. Well, yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so- it'll be amazing. Because, you know, they... It's, it's our audience. They're like 90s audiences, you know. They're, about, they're a little bit older than us. Um, you know, I was into them back in the 90s. So... Yeah, it's the perfect audience for us, and they're going to be sort of seven, eight thousand people venues as well. Whoa. So it's going to be, That's going it's going to be, be pretty fun. cool. Yeah, well, yeah just yeah. give Jorge your itinerary, and <laughs> he's, sure. he's on the rider. He's on the rider. Five Sammy, five Sammy girls, and a little Spanish man. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Well, welcome back. It's great to hear Thank your you. voice. Thank this you. This is actually the first episode we've all been together in 2024, so. Yeah, first one It is. Here. You're right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Moreco, what's been going on? Basic knife-making shit. Uh, I have been exploring with uh, some handle shaping lately, doing a little bit more kind of uh, I don't know what to call it, if it's carving or sculpting, because uh, I'm not using, using carving tools. I'm just, I'm just using my sanding stick to like create these different contours and lines in the handles. Uh, but it's pretty fun because uh, I, I, I get, I've been kind of burned out. I, I've been making knives for almost 14 years now, and I, I get to these burnout points, and so I'm trying to make it interesting by playing with these different shapes. And um, and like we've talked about before, trying to figure out how to differentiate your work, uh, a, a really great place to do that is in the handle. Um, it still needs to be comfortable, but you can do a lot of different stuff um, to make it still very kind of unique in a way. And so I've been doing that. Otherwise, um, not much else. I'm not, I don't have the rock rock star lifestyle, unfortunately. Mm. So yeah, who does? Nothing crazy to report back yet. Who fucking does? <laughs> Craig. Craig there it. he is. There I'm look, is. I'm so excited about all these new stories that are going to come uh, come come through this experience of yours. <laughs> live live my, vicariously no, my, through your My like, wife really home. is too. Yes, oh, she yeah. loves the story. Oh, dude, I can only imagine over the years of you having to try to explain these stories. <sighs> And it's always just so. I mean, I I don't know anybody who gets themselves in these positions like you do. I don't. I don't. Seriously, Amy, you're never gonna believe it this time. <laughs> Fucking this vanished guy ended up in my bed. Oh, oh, sure. Did I? There's something else. There's something else. So I, I brought it. I brought the gift back for Amy. Did I tell you about the Pussy Queen in the past? Oh my no. God! This is okay. I, stop we're, for we're, a second. Guys, okay. if you go back to episode one to seven of Knife Talk, <laughs> this is the same guy. <laughs> this is the same guy. So when you complain about, oh, I used to listen to Knife Talk, and once they brought in Jeff, then it all went to shit. This is the fucking guy right here. Pussy Queen is the fucking guy who is there from one to eight or one to 20. Okay, so just go ahead. Let me be, let me be brief, because otherwise we'll go on all day. Go ahead. So... I'm working with a Japanese band. I'm doing some producing for them, and they supported us in these gigs. Um, they're great. They're called Sahashi. But um, one of them brought their wife over, and I, I thought they were too young to be married. They, they seem about 18, but apparently they're 22. And anyway, she's beautiful, a little, you know, Japanese, as you'd imagine a Japanese girl to look, very sort of pale and exotic looking. Um, but she always wears a T-shirt saying, the Pussy Queen. I'm like, well, what's all that about? And she said, oh, she goes in a bag and she pulls out this bag of sweets. And she said, these are from my pussy. And I'm like, sorry, excuse me. Um, So she (laughs) makes a living by, so she's a singer, um, but she sells these sweets and they've extracted. Get the um, fuck out of here. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Stop interrupting. Extracted. liquids from her shall we say which are um no. part of the sweet flavorings of the sweet so these sweets <laughs> apparently the market is tasting like 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 her pussy um wow. so she so she gave me these and said oh these are for your wife <laughs> so <laughs> i brought these up I, I should put up a post actually i can send you a post and i'll send you a picture now because i've got i've got a picture on my phone because i said, oh my said Look, you've got the, i've got how, the sweets for you how is this how is this person in jail 
it's just the most random thing in the world. It's yeah, it is what it is. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, we all gotta bet, have our hustle. And oh good my for her. god! I bet she's. Yes. I bet she fucking yeah. pull. I, th- I bet she really pulls it in, so to, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> hey, she Holy could be canning farts. So you she know, could be canning farts exactly. Wait, I've got the picture. Damn. Yeah, just just texting it to you both now. Oh boy! Uh, 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 as oh, long as it's just texting. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. And so what you gave it to, did you, did you like, when she gave it to you, did you put your hand out or did you like, <laughs> like hold it up like you're... But they're wrapped, thankfully they're wrapped, they're in a wrapper. But, oh, um, oh, of course, oh, so that's yeah, all. But apparently it's a big thing, it's a big thing over there. Um, Vagina flavored candy? Yeah, hmm. she's uh, she's a bit of a, a midi celebrity over there. Really? And, um, wow. Sweets are part, a part of her vibe, yeah. yeah. Now when she told you about it, was she straight faced or was she a little bit sheepish because i mean completely straight faced i mean this is yeah and she, she's standing next she's standing next to her husband telling yeah. me about these and i'm yeah. like oh um and <laughs> he's laughing saying they're saltier than you'd think and oh i'm just like oh man and it's just like oh my it's all God. it's all it was all God very damn it there's a lot to take podcast. in it's awesome anyway back, back, we're 16 <laughs> minutes in and we haven't we haven't this even mentioned the, the word knife yet why this is the reason why <laughs> This is the reason why we can't get Morocco. So your handle, sorry, you've been sculpted in, and you've been. <laughs> yeah, it's very exotic looking, and I'm excited for people to see it, and I'm curious to hear people's feedback. Uh, but I, I'm excited to do more of these because uh, it was fun. It was a fun exploration in, in sculpting. Basically, I don't really do a lot of sculpting outside of handle sculpting. So um, this is definitely more kind of on the artful side of knife making. Nice. I don't know. I sent you guys a video, right? Yeah. You saw it? You sent it yesterday. It looks awesome. Yeah. Excellent transition, P.S. You did the best you could. You did the best you could, Marekko. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Fucking, you did a very good job. You did a very good job on that transition. I don't know how you get trans- transitioned from Pussy Queen to that, but uh, you did a great job. <laughs> I just went back into it. Uh, you did, you get, yeah, so to speak, as they say. So, well, I... I, I I don't know even what the fuck you say, except for the fact that Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available, ladies and gentlemen. Get your next oven. Go to evenheat-killing.com. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know what even heat is. It's hard on the outside, and it's warm in the middle. All right. <laughs> evenheat-killing.com. All right, guys. Premier, listen. You're a manufacturer of premier hot boxes. Oof. <sighs> Oof. This is, I mean, we keep going. All right. I, here, I'm going to bring it back to Knife Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. All good, right. good, good, good. So it's very cold here as well. And we were, I was going over some things in the shop. We're working on new stuff, doing all this new stuff. So I'm going to propose a scenario that happened to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get your decision making and what you would do in the situation. And okay. try to be objective. Try to not do what the other guy says. You know, really think about it and figure it out. Allison got me, gave me a call and said that, all right, let me redo this. So let's just say that you've done some gifts for whatever, Christmas. So somebody buys four or five knives from you for, as Christmas gifts, and they distribute yeah. these gifts out. Couple of weeks later, a month later, you get a message saying, Hey, I was a recipient of one of these gifts. It was one of your knives. They're beautiful. I didn't use it. It's kind of a little bit bigger than I would use. And I went on your website and I noticed that you have something a little bit on the smaller side. I know this was a gift. Would you consider exchanging from the gift that I received to this smaller knife? 
Okay. How do you respond? So was this from the person who purchased no, them? No, it was the recipient. It, it was a okay. gift. So somebody bought the, all of them and then oh. distributed them. And one of the distributees decided to look on the website and say, eh, this is kind of more along the lines of what I want. Let's just roll the dice and see what happens. So what okay. do you say? Mareko, well, what do you say? I, I feel like if, if I could... If I felt confident that I could resell that knife, then why wouldn't you uh, exchange it for a less expensive, smaller knife, and then sell that knife? Right. Add that to the There's inventory. no so, logo on it. There's nothing on there that... Okay. Now, Craig, what would you do? I was going to say something similar, because now you're, you're in a position where you hold stock now, don't you? So these aren't being custom-made each time. You're right. holding stock. Um, and as you've just confirmed, there's there's no logo on them. Um, what I'd probably do is reach out to the person who initially bought them as gifts and just say, hi, you know, hope you're well. Um, this person reached out. So I've got no problem with it. I just wanted to run it by you. Well, that would be uh, embarrassing, don't you think? No, I don't. To the person, to the, I mean, that would be, that would, all of a sudden now it's like weirdness between the person who bought them and then the person who's Possibly, trying to do Possibly, but you, I person wouldn't do that. Who, you wouldn't. Okay, okay, okay. So what did you do? So Allison said, "What do you think?" I'm like, "All right, if they want it small, the smaller knife, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it." They said they didn't send a picture of it. They didn't uh, explain other than that. Uh, you know, they it was one of our standard, you know, nine inch chef knives, eight, eight inch K tips, whatever it was. So yeah. it was something that we knew that wouldn't be hard to, you know, wasn't something special out of the box. I mean, it was something we could have on the website, not a big deal. Oh no, I. I can sense something coming up. Go ahead. What do you sense? They, ha they haven't used it and put it in a dishwasher over there. Oh, I don't even... We haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, 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 shit. Okay, sorry. So my response <laughs> to Allison is, well, fine. I got no problem with that. They want to send, yeah. If they want to send it in, if it hasn't been fucked up or too bad... I mean, even if it's been a little fucked up, it's not the end of the world. You can fix something, you know. I'm not right. saying, you know, not a color redo, but, like, if there's a scuff on it, it's not the end of the world. So I said, oh, you know what? It's not such a big deal. So go ahead and say, yeah, if they want, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then they reach out and say, oh, that, thank you so much. I was noticing that the smaller knife is also less expensive, and I was oh. wondering if I could get money back with it. Oh. <laughs> Icky. I can, so they didn't pay the, for it. Yeah. As if, like, not only am I giving them a new knife, a different knife, I'm giving them the balance you know, like all of a sudden, it's just like I'm giving them like 150 dollars, something like that. That doesn't. Seem well, what right do you do? Me. So, what do you do? This again, I do the same. I'd go back to the original purchaser and just explain. I'd say I've got no problem with it. Are you gonna but... you gonna refund the person? Are you gonna refund the? You gonna give this fucking stranger 150 dollars? Are you gonna cut him a check? Or you, you can't redo their? I mean, they didn't pay oh. for it. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's a difficult one. That's yeah. I, I would go back to the original purchaser, the guy who bought him his gift, just to embarrass him now. Right. Because, because, they're, being, <laughs> because they're being cheeky. Um, but that's like a fucking weird flex, right? It's weird. It's, it's very strange. Like, if you're given yeah. the gift, if you're given the gift, you don't also, you know, you, if, if someone's nice enough to say, hey, yeah, no problem, you don't even have to pay us restocking fee, you don't have to pay for shipping, we'll just do a, a straight swap. Then they go back and say... Well, I know that this is also less expensive, so I, I, you know, they didn't say it in a way that was just like, "Do you think I could get like a refund?" It was more along the lines of, "Do you think I could get like, um, uh, 
whatever, uh, like um, credit or money for the balance. What do you do, Mareko? I, I would not give that to them. If anything, I would give it back to the original purchaser. But I think, yeah, at this point, you got to get the original purchaser involved. Because you're not fucking Target or Costco or anything I know. like that. Yeah, L.L. Bean, <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Or, 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 say to, or say to them, um, I wouldn't have a problem, but I would have to let them know, I'd say. And they'd, they'd probably then back off and say, okay, don't worry about it. That's probably what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, or you could be like, you, just for the, the, the trouble, you'd be like, you, you, can, you only offer exchanges, but you don't do refunds. Especially if it's not to the original, yeah, or a refund it's not, it's of like, difference of value. Especially if, if it's not the said, original. If purchaser. they had said, if they had said, "Well, hey, you know what? I, I know this is a, it's a little less expensive. Do you think you could give the recipient the refund?" Mm. That's different. But if you're right. like, yes, "Give yeah, me yeah. the refund," it was like, "So, do, do you yeah. want to know what I did?" What did you do? I, yeah, tell us. I didn't have to do anything because Allison was like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> Allison didn't even. Allison didn't even ask me. She said, "Go fuck yourself." She said, "I'm not putting up with this." I, this is why Allison's the best. Az rules. She is fucking Philly all day. She is a real Philly person, and she's fantastic. She didn't even. This is how we knew we got to a new level with Allison. She didn't even bother asking me. She said to the guy, she, you know, you know, like, what should I do? What should I? She was just like, listen, here's what we'll do. We'll do you a swap. Or how about this? She wrote, how about this? And I'm being a little bit for, you know, this is for, you know, a little dramatic. How about this? Why don't I just refund the original buyer and then you can just buy whatever you want? So that was, <laughs> nice. I was just, she was just like, we're not, fu- and then, to- even, you know, even Tony was like, yeah, we're not fooling around with it. We're not going back and forth with this person. Yeah, yeah. So Alice was just basically like, how about we refund them the total and then you can just go buy yourself your own knife? That's a good one. How good yeah. is that, Alice? Yeah, so, so, so here's, here's the response. Nothing. We've got nothing. <laughs> you know, because it's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's if, if, if the person is trying to be cl- clever, she, see, this person really should have, this is referring to as uh, hawking me in China, which is this Yiddish expression. Be like, you're asking too much. You ask mm. and you ask and you ask and you ask and you're going too far. If this yeah. person just wanted the different knife, you just do that. But then all of a sudden, it's just like you're asking for more and more and more. And now it's like now they're too afraid because they know we're just going to tell the recipient, the person who bought the thing, that this guy is like, you know, the gift recipient is a flea bag. Yeah. yeah. They'd be embarrassed and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's good. Most yeah. of our listeners would probably wouldn't even have taken the original email, frankly. <laughs> they would have been like, no, that's not how it works, <laughs> yeah. you guys. Yeah. But, you know, thought that was an interesting uh, thing to... Nice. Yeah, no, she... Yeah, well, she handled it perfectly. Oh, yeah. Allison's the best. Now perfectly. it's just like... I, yeah. I, I was, so she was so funny. She was like, I told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfect. So what else has been going on, Jeff? Uh, we started uh, late in the summer. We got this offer to somebody wanted us to rehandle uh, spatula, and we did it and it went out great. And then I ended up rehandling two of my existing spatulas. And then before Christmas, I thought, I thought, you know what, I, I should, I should just get some less expensive, you know, some old spatulas, and then just rehandle them and offer them, you know, offer them on the website just to have some. So we did that this past week, and we had um, like old school, like you know, 
short order grill spatulas and we had some fish spatulas and we got some plating spatulas and it's just kind of nice to have something that's you know culinary related and very similar to the knives that i make but i'm not making spatulas it's just like it's just i've tried yeah. and it's like the juice isn't worth the squeeze and none of them are all heat treated anyway they're all like old you you know pre-made you know spatulas so that was really yeah. cool and now i'm in this position where I hate merch. I can't tell you how much I hate merch. And one of the things that we do is we buy it from a local uh, a t-shirt company that like makes, they do embroidery, they do all this stuff. So we've been getting all messages from people who wanted sizes that we just don't buy because I buy them in bulk. I buy batches. Like I'll buy batches based on what we sell. And every yeah, so sold, you don't drop ship. You don't drop ship. I you don't actually do buy that. the stock I in. I and, feel as yeah, though yeah. it's like, you know, we're a small business. Let's support small businesses. And so I yeah. buy the buy the shirts outright. And I got a great relationship with my guys because they, like you know, they'll make me two shirts if I need it. I, and they're, they're dynamite. So... I get a message from one of these customers coming up. He's like, hey, I was wondering if I could get a 3XL. And I'm like, I know we don't have any 3XL. So I decide to go on Instagram and say, hey, I'm going to be doing an order of, and I didn't want to make it like, hey, you fat fuckers. I'm going to, I didn't want to be like that. I was going to be like, <laughs> it's January. We've all had a big Christmas lunch. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. I was going to be respectful. And I said, I said, I said, look, I, I understand. I, I don't usually have this in stock. If you want something, say it, you know, he, and I gave him a list, you know, two XL, three XL, four XL. And I've had one guy years ago asking for a five XL. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't even know where to be. I can get a five XL, but it's like, you know, it's a production. And I wrote, just do me a favor. Just be, I want a real idea because I'm going to buy these shirts. So, so if you're going to do it, let's just be honest. So people were, you know, clicking on this, clicking on that. I'm going to buy some bigger shirts and stuff like that. And who do you think, who do you think asked for a 5XL t-shirt? Who do you think? Ooh. Take a guess. Knife making community, stalwart person in the community. <laughs> Take a guess without looking. Take a guess. Don't look. No, but is anybody there? Are you guys still there? Still here. I'm there. Sorry. Well, sorry. I, take I, a guess. To... I wouldn't want to offend right. anybody by guessing. You don't, to, you don't want to offend Steve Pellegrino? 100, <laughs> 135 pounds soaking wet, this fucking guy. The most stylish man the in the night business. The most stylish guy in the world. He's fuck around. He wants a 5XL. So, Steve, get ready. Get your forklift ready because I'm going to palletize a 5XL for you. And you're going to get your You better get shipping. your crowbar, get your forklift. You're going to get the 5XL. You're going to make it like a bed sheet for you, you little bastard. That's a cuddle shirt. A cuddle shirt? It's a fucking yeah. tent. This is an REI for Christ's sake. Him and his wife can climb inside the shirt together. Yeah, yeah. 5XL for a little Steve Pellegrino. <laughs> Smart ass. Yeah. So that's the end of it. That's all I got. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. Right, we're half an hour in. Shall we do some questions? Yeah, whatever you want. Before we do. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. So it now. Before, before we go into it, I just got the picture from Craig. Thank God. It's in it's in Kanji or whatever it is. No one it's would right. ever know. No one would that ever this know. This was uh, a vagina extract treats. Yeah, 
Yikes. <laughs> Ronald Handmade. First question in. If you've got a question for us, we are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. DM us and we can add them to the list. Ronald Handmade did exactly that. And he says, curious if any of you have had any other hands-on hobbies away from knife making. Um, or if you have in the past. Um, I have too many hobbies to count, he said. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I'll kick off. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I've always had way too many hobbies for the amount of time that I have. Um, from music to sort of music production to sort of electronic y things as well and making little gadgets and all that kind of stuff. Um Podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 plenty there and not enough not enough hours in the day. Um Jeff, what about you? I it's weird. It's, I, now making sculpture or art would probably be my hobby because I don't do it Mm. as often as I'd like. And that would be something that I don't think I'll ever not do, but I'm looking forward to days where I can. That would be hobby number one. And then this recent hobby, which has been turned into like this new part of my like relaxation has been watching sports. I can't, I cannot describe it. I was talking to somebody but it's become something that allows me to detach from all the other things going on and I'm enjoying it. And it's like complete, um, it's escapism and it's, and it's, and it's, I find it to be fascinating. So there's that. And then I want to get back into running. So exercise. Mm, me too, actually. Um, Amy and I, with well, Amy signed up for a half marathon. I, I couldn't quite be convinced, but um, definitely getting out there and running a bit. We've done a bit since Christmas, but um huh? Yeah, yeah, running's running's tough because if you don't do mm. it often, it sucks. It's hard to start up again. It yeah. sucks and oh, sucks. Yeah. Like that's the thing about. I mean, I think exercise in general. I think people get discouraged because they don't see immediate like immediate gains or whatever. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's one of those things you just gotta like you just gotta de- dedicate the time to it. The thing is, I love it when I do something, whether it's exercising or go to the gym or whatever. I absolutely love it, but it's just the decision to go. That's always where I fall down. I'm like, oh, no, no. I see, know I'll love it see, that's, doing it, and I, love, I know I'll love it afterwards. But it's just the thought of going. I don't know. It's a weird I know mental how to, block. I know how to do it. I know, what you do is you have to make it like it's an in-stone situation. It's a, it's a, it's an, it, mm. you, you don't, you can't, you're not allowed to talk yourself out of it, even if you yeah. don't want to do it. That's the key. It's an appointment. It's an appointment that you can't break. You need to gamify yeah. it. The, and, and there are platforms that have done that where you can either with somebody, you could even do it with Amy or somebody halfway around the world, but where you basically hold each other. It's like an accountability app. And if you don't do the things mm. you say you're going to do, then you donate $20 to whatever. Um, the problem I've got with apps is we were going to go for a run the other day and like my, my Apple Watch wasn't charged, then my AirPods wasn't oh, charged. And I had all you. these excuses oh, not to go. You, you know, it was just like, you. oh, well, I haven't downloaded my favorite playlist. And yeah. I haven't, and I, oh, my the, I was God. using them as excuses rather than the... I yeah. haven't <laughs> eaten my pussy sweets today. I can't run. <laughs> I can't possibly run. <laughs> yeah. So I think if anything, I need to strip back and just go, just, just get out and do yeah. it rather than, you know, try and... Walking yeah, the dogs have been like heartbeat. super helpful to me in terms of like that. It you you gotta walk the goddamn dogs, and it, mm-hmm. that was to me was the best in terms of just I ha- you had no choice. You know you got to yeah. get out there and walk the dogs. Yeah. What about you, Mareko? Hobbies. Uh, I've been so 
I used to play pool competitively, and so I've gotten back into it in the last year very slowly. I go out and play pool maybe once a, once a week or something like that. Um, so I love that, and it's a great opportunity to get out of the shop uh, and and go spend some time with buddies I don't see very often. And then um, what else? I like long walks on the beach and digging for clams and foraging in the woods and go for hikes in the mountains. Um, and playing guitar, um, and cooking. Nice. Yeah, those are my hobbies. Cool. Um, if you've got hobbies, send them in to Knife Talk Podcast. Certainly do not. We don't care about your fucking hobbies. <laughs> Half of your hobby is knife maker, so that's your hobby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, true. All right. Here we go in. You ready for another one? All the time. This one's from K&M Knives. Uh, what is the best way for a hobbyist knife maker that occasionally sells his knives to check the hardness after heat treat? Thanks in advance and love the podcast. Good question. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can get files, you can get chisels. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I was really lucky enough to get a hardness tester really, really cheap. So keep an eye out for them. But I think more and more people and into this so they're more you know they're harder to come by um but yeah files don't necessarily have to be too expensive or i've never used the chisels i think you have haven't you jeff yes i have i've started off with the files and then um i kind of thought that the files are good except for when you start to think about what happens to files they slowly wear away and all of a sudden you're the out of the box might give you a different reading than after a year or so and I had a message from, uh, I guess it was Matt Parkinson. Matt Parkinson started selling these chisels. And they're, they're little, small chisels that he has, each one. And it's, chisel, it's like a small piece of steel with a, with a chisel. They're all professionally heat treated. And each one's stamped with a number. And you use it to scratch. And you basically go from one to the, you know, and then to, until it can't scratch. And then you figure out what your hardness is. And when I... Got him, when I got him from him, he said that he had talked to Kevin Cashin, and Kevin Cashin said these are really, really a great way to ch test your ch files, test your hardness if you don't want to get a hardness tester. Mm. And I am aware that our friend Lawrence Lake over at Maritime Knife Supply has them in stock, or if he doesn't have them in stock, he will have them in stock. So they're in. So I'm looking at them now on the website. So they've got yeah. So it's. Um, they're like little blades, and they're what are these? It's a fifty-eight, a sixty, a sixty-two, and a sixty-four Rockwell. Um, so yeah, as Jeff said, give them a scratch, and you can see you get a rough guide of how hard your knives yeah, are. Yeah, you're not going to get it down to like point, you know, six point six, sixty point one, but you're going to get an idea. Especially if you're a hobbyist, it is nice to know if you're in the area. P.S. This whole time I was talking, I was trying to make a joke about a hardness tester and how the husband of the Pussy Queen could make uh, a, uh, a accommodating candy about called the hardness <laughs> tester, and I just could not. I couldn't get anything happen. I couldn't. I couldn't think of it and do the question at the same time. So I apologize. What do you think, Morocco? I think I agree. I mean, the the chisels, uh, and I think files are accessible. You know, to get a big. A full-on hardness tester can easily run you uh, over a thousand dollars to get one of those machines. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, that's the inex most inexpensive way to go uh, beyond 
you know, somehow having a friend nearby that has one that you could use. Um, and I think those, those chisels, I I can't remember how much they were last time I saw them selling, maybe a hundred and 150 bucks or something like that. I, yeah, well, I'm just looking now. So, uh, maritimeknifesupply.com, they've got a hardness tester, which is a little cheaper than I thought, actually, which is uh, about 1,200 euros, which is going to be around about $1,200 yeah. uh, for the full-on tester. Or they do the chisels for 107 Um So, yeah, a tenth of the price, okay. basically. But yeah. it also yeah. depends on how many chisels. Like, when I got them from Matt, I got a fucking grip of them. So, it's like you got to check out. And when you're buying these chisels, you should also kind of think about where you want to be. Like... If you don't need, if there's choices, you might want to say to yourself, I don't necessarily need a 30 Rockwell chisel. You know, you want no. something in the, you know, 50s into the 60s, and then yeah, that's yeah. kind of the the range you want to be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. If you're unsure what they are, go to maritimeknifesupply.com. There's a lovely picture of them. They're like little kiridashis, basically, of different hardness. Sure. Um, and, yeah, and anything else that you want. You know, Lawrence has got it all at maritimeknifesupply.com. Steel belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and more. Go take a look, maritimeknifesupply.com. And Jeff was mentioning that sometimes the chisels get a little bit dull. You can actually resharpen them. You just got to be careful not to, like, overheat them. Obviously, you'll fuck up the heat treat. Um, but you can re- resharpen them so that you can have a nice bitey edge again i was saying the files oh the files sorry the the files the chisels yeah the the chisels will dull as well and but they they you can sharpen them right back up but files are a one-time shot yeah Uh, yeah this next question comes from sp knife and tool by the way if you want to send us a message or listener feedback or whatever uh, go to knife talk podcast on instagram and we you know that's where we kind of do all this stuff and you put them in the dms uh, this is from SP Knife and Tool. Hello, I love the show. I have a question that I've been wondering if you guys have ever gotten before. Every time I go to the shop, no matter what time of the day it is, about 10 minutes in, and I'm always, I always have to run to the house. <laughs> I have to run to the house to take a dump. Is it metal dust, some kind of laxative, or is it just an odd phenomenon that has that happens nine times out of ten? Your loyal fan, Ben Dover. Well, ben. SP Knife and Tool, let me tell you, um, every time I am I come into the studio to do a podcast or whatever, I sit down and I'm like, okay, I've got 20 minutes to get ready. And it's like, let's go and take a dump first. <laughs> Always. I don't know what it is. But um, you're right. I think it's maybe in the excitement. The adrenaline starts pumping. You know you're about to do something fun. And yeah, yeah. yeah you think that's what happens to professional athletes when the, when the adrenaline happens? <laughs> that's how they pregame. That's how. You know, you know. That's how they drop a pound. That's how boxers do it. (laughs) Drop a pound. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, listen to the first 20 episodes of this. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me who's doing all this. Marekko, you never noticed this phenomenon? Uh, No, not really, no. I used to notice this phenomenon when I used to drive to uh, the Center for Metal Arts. And I just remember maybe two miles out from getting there, I'd be like, my it's like the internal GPS. <laughs> my fucking <laughs> my, my guts knew exactly where that toilet was, and they just they knew that. All right, now's the time to fucking you know get yourself all fired up. So there were there were there was definitely these moments where I would notice. I'm like every goddamn time at the same time, I got to go yeah. to the bathroom, and it's actually speaking of which, my goddamn dogs have figured something out. They. As soon as we finish 
finish as soon as I finish cooking dinner and I'm serving everybody up, that's when they want to go off for to the go to the bathroom. <laughs> every fucking time they don't like, and it's like every single time I'm about, we're about to sit down, that's when they want to go out to the bathroom, and it drives me goddamn crazy. <laughs> but uh, well, I think we can CSI this. I reckon. I reckon he's having a cup of coffee before headed into the shop. Yeah. That's what it is. It could be all the sitting in your car getting ready. It could be, there could be a lot of things. I know that the reason why we walk our dogs is because I always feel like they, you'd go turn in, them, turn in them gears that gets them to go to the bathroom. But uh, yeah, though, th- this is definitely not you. Uh, I know that uh, there are moments in, that are like clockwork. Yeah. Your body, it's, it's like your internal GPS. It knows yeah. where you are, knows where you're going to be, and knows where it wants to go. I mean, I think there's definitely a timing aspect to it because so when we go to sleep at night, there's a, a hormone that's released called vasopressin, and what that does, <laughs> we're fucking it, experts in everything, aren't we? <laughs> so what that does, asshole. Now we're into asshole talk. Last week it was. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> last week it was last week was Celsius talk. Now it's talk. Look, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm so vasopressin yeah. shuts down your digestive system and all right. that, so that in the when you're asleep for what anywhere from six to eight hours at night, you're not shit in the bed in the middle of the night. So it shuts speak all that your, down. Speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for myself. All right. So I'm not shit in the bed. So when you get up in the morning. As your body is becoming awake and it, the sunlight's getting in your eyes and you're, you're getting those signals that it's time to jumpstart everything, everything, get going, that, that's when your body gets that signal. Okay, all that stuff you've been holding on, time to let it go. And so I think it's just a ma- and it's, it, you know, mileage varies. <laughs> it's, it's from person to person. It's a biochemical thing. But I would say just figure out what that timing is and then fucking work around it. Look at you. That's, that's why I don't have a problem when I get to the shop. I get to the shop and I get to work. Sometimes. Do you, do you talk. <laughs> unbelievable. I don't have anything to add. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. I had no idea. No. Yeah. But I tell you what. Ran- I got sometimes Go in the middle of the night, I got to piss like a racehorse. 
Yeah. And thank God I don't, I don't piss in the That's bed. That's an age thing. Yeah. yeah. I tell you about, Randy. Oh, never mind. Right. Go on. No, go no, on. No, tell no, me. I was going to say that like when I, when I had my prostate check uh, last year and I, I got to go back in the archives, but the woman thought that I was looking to just get a finger up my ass. She, I told her that I said, I said to her, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of concerned because I do go to the bathroom a lot at night. And she goes, well, do you drink water at night? And I'm like, yeah, I drink water at night. She's like, well, do, stop drinking water at night. And that was the end of it. <laughs> stop it, stupid. Yeah, she's like, stop drinking water at night, you moron. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Yeah, quite simple, really. Now, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. can you please take your finger out of my ass? <laughs> you still up there? I mean, how long would he? Were you checking the wind? Still up there. You can't Give tell. Me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Randy Reichart. Reichart. Um, just wondering if any of you offer a discount on your knives for military veterans or first responders, or if you've ever considered doing so. Any thoughts on this? Thanks. Morocco, start with you. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever done that, but I also don't know if anybody's ever asked me. Um, I, I mean, I think it's definitely something to take into consideration, but I think it also varies based on where you're at. You know, because if the person needs a tool, they don't necessarily have to come to you. Um, I think what when people are coming to our us as custom makers, what they're looking for is kind of like a uh, functional art in a way. Um, and so, but at the same time, I don't know. I th- if if you can manage some something, I think something's better than nothing, and it doesn't hurt to throw in a little something. So yeah, I probably would offer something of some sort. I don't know what it would be exactly, but yeah. Craig, yes, Craig's, Craig's got new new candy to put in every box. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, something it's, special. It's like, it's like one of those little salt sachets yeah. to keep the moisture away. <laughs> <laughs> a desiccant? <laughs> That's the one. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Thank you for your service. Here's some pussy. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's outrageous. How dare you? Jeez. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what about you? I have, uh, and I will. Discounts. And I do. Yeah. Uh, I actually, mm-hmm. when I did develop the bull elk knife, I developed it with, I had made it just this older hunting knife, and I made it, uh, and this friend of mine who is a Black Hawk helicopter pilot said he wanted something for his escape and evasion vest, but we had to make some changes, and then I sort of put the knuckle guard on, and I had to kind of switch over to not wood and using uh, micarta and G10 and stuff like that, and that's how I got involved with the Kydex. And I said to him, I'm like, I said to him, I, you know, he's like, I'd love to give, I'd love to tell my friends about this, and I said, and he said, would you, and this is a long time ago, this is like eight years ago, and he said, would you consider doing a military uh, discount? So I said, absolutely, 100%. He's like, I'm going to be sending all my friends to you. What what's the cricket sound? <laughs> what's the cricket sound? But uh, yeah, hundred percent. I, I I usually just like you know no one ever. Mareko makes a good point. Like no one ever really kind of brings that up to me. But at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah. I'm like, you know, I am appreciative of of people's sa- sacrifice, and I would hundred uh, percent honor some sort of discount. Yeah. So. I'm not gonna like you know. Let me see your let me see your military ID. I think I'd have, all of a sudden that gets kind of weird. But yes, yeah. yeah. What about you? Okay. Craig? Well, yeah. What about you, Craig? Um, do you know? I was just thinking about this. It's a very different attitude to military in the U.S. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all, but it's a very different. Like the way you speak about the military is very different to the, the, the here in Europe. How we speak about our 
military. Um, and I say I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Um, so it's something I've never even considered. Um, and I know you have, like, you know, you have Veterans Day and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's something that we don't really celebrate half as much as you do. Well, there's a there's um, a reason, and it's because mm-hmm. between you know World War II, people went to war and they came back heroes, and then for some reason when they went to Vietnam and they were drafted and dragged to go, they came back as villains. And I think there was this you know, realization years later of like, we really treated our soldiers poorly. And now there's a lot of people who really feel like, you know what, we should be celebrating these people because, you know, there are so many others. Like my, 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 my wife's father came back from war two and he was like, it was bad. It was real bad. Mm. Oh yeah. 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 You know, they were just very, you know, they didn't care about the, what we, we had to do. And it was really, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that's that's definitely cultural difference. It's a cultural difference. I, definitely. Well, that's where a lot. Yeah. I, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's kind of changed from the way it used to be because it's like it is. You know, there is this, my father served in World War II, and he was just like, you know, I, the Vietnam just really disturbed him in terms of like how people yeah. are treated, and he's just like, we we treat it. We treat it. You know, I was raised that we treat service members and people who do that. You know, on the highest highest order. Yes, yeah. So, ten yeah, percent off, and all the pussy treats you, you, can, you can have. <laughs> Craig Lockwood is going to be sending you all them pussy treats. Okay, thank you for your service. Right, I'm going to take a couple of minutes to tell everybody about Dharma Steel. Uh, Dharma Steel se is the website. Um, if ever you need some special steel to make something special, Dharma Steel is the stuff to use. It's a stainless Damascus, um, and we work with them every year with the with the Chef Invitational, which is their sort of award ceremony where we see these beautiful pieces that people make. And um, I was speaking to Carly earlier today um, about next year's Dharma Steel Chef Invitational and another build along um, with massive, massive plans. Oh, not no. like not I mean, like previous oh, yeah. years. This is massive plans, so um, it's all exciting <laughs> stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't know what Dharma Steel is, give yourself a treat. Go take a look, dharmasteel.se. Um, look on the Instagram, dharmasteelab, um, and you'll see some of the beautiful stuff people are using. Super simple to work with, um, really, really special stuff. So, yeah, dharmasteel.se. We have feedback. Let's do some of that, Okay. Then. So, guys, once again, if you want to send us listener feedback, um Go to Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. We send them, send it there. First one, first listener feedback comes from our old boy, Bingo Kindell. Last week we were talking about sustainability, sustainability. And Bingo, that's Brigham Kindell. We call him Bingo. Uh, if you want to be ultra sustainable, stop using your grinder and use a file on your knives. Then when the file is worn, turn that into a knife. Then you're being, then you're just waiting, then you're just waiting man hours. That could be a hot take. So, there you go. Obviously, you guys don't know what to say about okay. that. All right, bingo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't bingo that time, was it? No chance is the answer to that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, I'm with you. The sustainability thing was interesting because, you know, I, I still, to this day, I made a knife for a friend of mine, and his, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but, I, you know, he wanted to pay for the materials i'm just like dude paying for the materials is don't don't even buy there's nothing even worth it you know it's like you're really talking about you know nothing and the I, work involved yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 all la- i mean it's all labor and it's and when you, you have to think about the sustainability the fact that every time you make a knife you are getting a little one a little bit better every single time so it's like 
I don't, I think that it's a pretty sustainable situation. I mean, now if you were grinding integral bolster knives out of blocks of steel, that would be a different ball game. But like knife making, I think is pretty sustainable. I would think. Yeah. In the long I run. think so. I think, I mean, there is a chance, you know, we could be using sort of chemicals and stuff that, you know, they'll be run off and all that kind of way that those chemicals go. Um, but I mean, mainly, I mean, when, none of us are big heavy industry that are doing, you know, a million times worse than what we're doing, you know? Um, and I th- I'd like to think that everything that we make is, we're all making it with a, with a view that it'll last for a long, long time. We're not making disposable stuff, cheap disposable stuff, you know? But I think also when you start to think about hiring people and using other small businesses and not just buying everything off of Amazon and you're using small businesses to help your small business or you're hiring people or you're figuring out ways in which to group people into your circle. I mean, that's sustainable too. You know, the the reason why I use uh, my guy down the street for my t-shirts and stuff is because I think it's sustainable. I want my money to go in this area, you know, and the money I spend on shirts goes to pay him and pay his guys and all it's very, and then, you know, people from the area will buy knives from me. And it's just like, it, it, that's to me is kind of more the sustainability rather than like, yeah. You know. So not so much ecologically, but more sort of community and, uh, and spread in, spread in you know, community and, and money within the community. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely something. You want to add anything, Mareka, or No. All right. Bingo. Bingo. Good job, Bingo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bingo. Help us out here. All right. This one comes. This is a twofer from Paul Jansen. Paul Jansen says, it's ironic. Last week we were talking about, we get this a lot about uh, people wanting to deaden the ring of their anvils. It's ironic that we try to deaden the ring of an anvil and not the and and not other things that are loud. If someone was using power tools, like you know chainsaws or even a lawnmower, people would assume that it's loud. It's a loud noise associated with them. All tools that make noise, uh, all tools make noise, and some are more acceptable than others. That's kind of an interesting point. You know, people get crazy about the, the, the there's something about that the ring of an anvil that people just don't like. All right, there you go. There you go, Paul. Nice job. Get a, <laughs> get a fucking hmm. And then the second part is, brace yourself, Craig. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got I to follow up. Go ahead. What is the noise in the shop that drives you the craziest? Like, drives you fucking crazy. You hate that sound so much. Compressor coming on where you least expect. That's yeah. pretty bad. That's a pretty bad one. Oof. Compressor coming on pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. What yeah. noise do I not like? I, I guess it's the, using a right angle grinder would be to me like the most offensive noise, especially if you're like grinding into some thin sheet metal. I think sure. that's probably the most offensive to me. The the motor and pump running on the hydraulic press, like that high. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's, bad. that's pretty rough one. I when I was visiting uh, Will Brigham, the artificery on Instagram, he his neighbor he he works in a, a like kind of. A, a light industrial shop area with multiple shops and a guy across the way from him does auto body. And so he's got those pneumatic sanders going and they're just like, wee, 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 wee. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Those are pretty bad. That was pretty obnoxious. Cause that's <laughs> those pneumatic, but you know what though? I hate to say this, but like in terms of palm sanders, oh, nothing beats, nothing beats an air powered, yeah. uh, like a DA sander. But for some reason, men have to 
pull it twice. Beep, beep. You know, you, you can't just yeah. use it. You got to give it <laughs> a fucking. Yeah, yeah. You got to give it a. <laughs> just make sure the air is still connected before you actually use it. Have you seen the uh, the Festool, Grant, uh, Palm Sanders? No, I mean oh, I've seen okay. I know Festools and stuff like that, but no. no, they're pretty damn nice. They're nice machines. I think they're made out of, in Germany or something like that. But they have like you know like top of the oh, line. Yeah, Festool makes nice stuff. Not for knife making, but for sanding and woodworking. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second part is, and now brace yourself, Craig. Yeah. I'm not trying to be that guy, but CAD, C-A-D, stands for Computer Aided Drafting, not Computer Aided Design. Or at least it it did when I was trained in it. That's that's how you know. You just <laughs> had to throw in that. That part... <laughs> That is like a very. We're gonna go back to you for a second, Paul. Uh, they may have changed it, but that's what that what it, they called it since then. That was a very well written thing. Of I'm gonna tell you, and then I'm gonna back it up with my resume. The next sentence will be my resume. <laughs> is that what he went to college on his penny farthing? Oh you know, shit! Language, language has oh, evolved shit. and changed. <laughs> penny farthing. Anybody know what a penny farthing is? That big ass wheel on the front and that little bitty wheel on the back. <laughs> Yeah, with a top hat yeah, on. Yeah, top yeah. hat on. He's saying you're old, Paul. You're a Paul. Paul, That's you're old. Funny. It's a, yeah. Is that what can be? Is that uh, a computer-aided design? Drafting. Computer-aided uh, yeah, it probably may may well be, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what are you doing when you're drafting things? Right, you're designing things. Exactly, what other fucking reason yeah. are you using that? Bull, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Fuck you, Paul. Oh, wow. Paul is, a, <laughs> Paul is a great listener. He supplies, he weekly sends stuff 100%. But you heard what he said, Paul. You heard him. You heard Craig. Number one, the first 20 episodes is Craig. This is me. was it me. That's what drives me crazy. We just came up on the anniversary of this incredible complaint email. And the complaint email stems from... Somebody saying, I love Knife Talk, and I listen to it every day with my in the car with my, or every week with my four-year-old and my eight-year-old. But ever <laughs> since, and then he says, ever since you got that Jeff on, with the <laughs> with that juvenile humor and the cussing and the terrible ways, I can't listen to this with my kids. So if, and then he, and then he wrote. I'm I'm I'm, I'm remembering that he said if you wanted to grow your audience or get more sponsors, you might want to reconsider this. And then my response was, "I'll tell Jeff." Signed, Jeff. And it was, <laughs> but this is the hilarious part. This is the hilarious part. The hilarious part is everyone thinks it's me. That's I find it hilarious. Morocco talks just as poorly as I do in terms of like curse words and then oh, yeah. the pussy queen over there he's, he's telling you to go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, it isn't me Paul <sighs> hilarious uh, Paul, I love Paul this shit in it for the fun too it's I love good. this shit it's all good and then uh, J-Mod Knives our good friend J-Mod Knives I don't know if you saw the video he's like skate. he's an awesome oh, Jesus, skateboarder I saw that J Mod Nice is an awesome skateboarder. That is cool. He's not, he's a knife maker and he, he's an awesome skateboarder. Awesome. Love J J Mod Knives. He goes, I got some feedback. Moreco said something about setting up a mister on his grinder. I just wanted to say I changed from dry grinding to wet grinding. And I'll never go in dry again. Not right. not having to dip the blade every grind saves more time than you think. Make that change, y'all. Get wet. So, get ready for some are you using water a mis- sports. 
Yeah. Are you using a mister now, Morocco? Uh, I still haven't gotten it connected yet. Right. I am. I still think it's too much water everywhere. Like mm. I don't I don't it see it seems yeah. I don't see I don't see it for me being like so I don't want to like get like on a smock <laughs> deal with like <laughs> water everywhere. It just seems like and I know I'm going to get messages and somebody's going to send me a video of what their system looks like and they're going to stick their finger in it to point point out how great it is. I just it don't I don't mind dipping. Yeah. I don't mind a dip. My old, my old, I've got, I've got two, and the older one rusts just by looking yeah. at it as well. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, I, I don't know, it could be a bit, a bit messy. Yeah. And then we get a couple more if you want to just keep going, or it's really up to you. Yeah, you tee them up. I'll tell everybody all about TexasFarrisupply.com. Um, they've got everything you need, whether you're a farrier, a knife maker, bladesmith, whatever you call yourself. Head to TexasFarrisupply.com. Um, one of the great things that they do sell is Indasa Rhinoet, which is the, the sandpaper of the superstars. All of our listeners use it because it's the best stuff to use. It saves you money and it saves you time. Um, so head to TexasFarrisSupply.com, fill up your basket with everything that you could possibly need, and you get 10% off if you use Knife Talk 10 at checkout. TexasFarrisSupply.com. Go take a look. Wilder Knives of Alaska says, I'm not a forge guy, but I find it hilarious that people complain about anvil noise. Hey, I'm hitting this piece of steel with a hammer and it's making a loud noise. How do I fix it? <laughs> that is, when you boil it down to that, it definitely makes a point. I had to, I couldn't, for years when I had my shop at my house, I couldn't forge because my neighbor would come over and he'd be like, hey, what are you working on? And I was like, that would immediately turn into how long are you going to be doing this for? So it was mm, like, yeah. that's the one thing. It's, the hard part about it all is, once again, we're in this strange p- part of time where, in society, where this job has turned into, like, a hobby. For, it, it, I would think that if you talk to blacksmiths 300 years ago and say, you know, 300 years, people are going to do what you do to relax. And I think they're probably turning mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, yeah. fuck yourself, yeah. you know, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you're relaxing. This isn't relaxing at all. But, uh, yeah, I think that if I had a guy, I, I think that if somebody moved next door to me and they had an anvil and they were tink, tink, tinking, I'd fucking lose my shit. I would lose my shit. I would, I'd bring, I would break yeah. out my, my wallet with my CMA badge and I'd flash it like a police officer. And I would have to confiscate their <laughs> you have a license for that boy. So, <laughs> that was a good one, Craig. That was a good one. Excuse me, sir. Listen, I, I don't, I, you know, let me see your, yeah, let me see your license registration. I don't think you have a, I don't think you're permitted to do this in this area. You know, I need, a, I need to see the variance for this. Give me that anvil. What kind of anvil is that? Hey, button? No, I don't think so, my friend. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Michael Ber- and last, uh, Michael Bergfar Michael Bergfalk says hilariously. Uh, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to explain this all, but fine. Hilariously, but admittedly, I love a good whole shaped meal. Keep it real, fellas, or go fuck yourselves. Love you either way. We were t- we were talking it, it about like a bagel. No, we were talking about uh, oh, last week. I was saying we were. I was saying how much too much sweets we had in the house, and then I said at Christmas time we used to get sent these racing Kringles, which basically is this amazing coffee kit. It's like a Danish, but it's like the shape. It's hmm. the shape and the size of a toilet bowl seat, <laughs> basically. Oh, so he, oh like okay. it basically looks like the size of a toilet bowl seat, but, it, but it's. It's round, but not 100% round like a big one. And so 
that's what Michael was referring to. So he, he likes round shaped meals. So gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. There you okay. go. Where are we? Tim Landini has sent in a question. Um, I think we may have answered this. My son was born May 22. I haven't picked up a hammer since the month before. How do I get back into the swing of it? Uh, see what I we get this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if there's a good answer to this, please let me know because I've, <laughs> I've been grappling with this for years now, um, having successive children. Uh, it's difficult because it's one of the, it's, it's, this is one of those type of things where you can't go in and just say, oh, I've got half an hour. Let's go in and see what I can get right. done. Because you need dedicated time for, you know, for setup and literally to get into the swing of things, you know, to, to find your way again. And grabbing the odd 20 minutes really doesn't, in this line of work, really doesn't work. So it is difficult. You need to set, set you know, aside the time where you're not going to be disturbed and I feel your pain. It's, it's, it's very difficult. I would suggest getting in to whatever as, uh, aspect of it that you enjoy the most. So if it's that, if that's the handle sculpting or the forging or the blade grinding, whatever aspect of it that you like the most, that's going to be the easiest one part to do. But then once you finish doing that part, unless it's the very end of it, like sharpening the knife, um, you got to go to the next step. And if it's forging the blade, then you got to primary grind the blade or heat treat the blade. And then you got to put a handle on it. And then you just kind of get back into it, I would think. I don't know because... I, t I, when I, I worked for Bob Kramer for three years and then I didn't make knives for two years and then I got right back into it. Like almost, I mean, I mean, I had that three years of like constantly every day, day in, day out making knives for when I worked with Bob. So it was a little bit easier, uh, in regards to like getting back on the bicycle kind of situation, but, uh, but, but it was a solid two year break and and it, it was, I was surprised at how easy it was to get back into it. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I have slumps when, when, right now when I'm making dimes and I always kind of try to take a step back and figure out how do I get out of this funk or the slump or whatever. And the, the answer is always to do the funnest part and that's the forging. And then because I do the forging, now I have a knife. Now what I got to fucking finish it. So then move on to the next steps. And so that's always been, that's kind of been the way for me. The hardest part about forging, just forging in general, is it's a hobby that has a degree of athleticism to it. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I, when I was at the Center for Mental Arts and we were doing a lot of railings, we were doing pickets and pickets and pickets and we we're sitting in front of the forge. And there was an expectation of how efficient we would be, but also the physicality of it all. Like, you couldn't just be all of a sudden turn to your boss and say, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I mean, that, yeah. that's unacceptable. You know, it's not what... So there is this, like, you do have... I did, at for a long period of time, start to change my opinion on it and say, all right, there, this, there's, a, there's a physicality to this that I have to treat myself to a certain degree kind of like an athlete because... You just have to do it. And what I've noticed was if I didn't do it for a long time, I'd be out of shape. For, like physically, for sh when I say out of shape, I mean out of shape for forging for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. To the point where if when, I'm, uh, when I go down to the Center for Mental Arts to teach a class or when I go to Maker Camp, 
I'll forge every day for a week, even if it's just for like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, mm. because I know that if I don't, if I don't forge for a few months and I just show up, I'm going to huffing and puffing. And that's what I don't want. So there, there's, there's a, you know, it is like riding a bicycle, but as a, but to a certain degree, like you, you, you don't forget everything. Like you understand the feelings, the general feelings. You do forget some things, but at the same time, the physicality of forging for long sustained periods of time, Hmm. you lose that. You can, if you don't do it often, you will be out of shape for that particular job. So that's the one thing that I think about. Like if I were to, you know, I'm not going to tell you to do what to do, but I mean, I would try to figure out ways in which you could do pushups every day or do something that like, you know, do cardio, do something that you can like get yourself into it because it's physical. And then you, what you don't want to do is you want to start in full blast. And then all of a sudden you're just like huffing and puffing and sweating and just like huffing and puffing and the guys who do a great job forging a lot are the guys who can forge steady and talk out of rhythm without losing their breath. Alex Steele is underrated because he could forge like a whole heat for something and he could talk and you could tell if, even if he wasn't forging, you could tell you could, if you took away the forging, it'd sound like he's having a regular conversation. He's not breathy. He's not like, he's not, stressed at all it's because he's in shape and sometimes you lose that yeah yeah i suppose yeah i suppose it's muscles that you're not using on a, like a normal every day as well these are specific things that you'd only use when you're when you're yeah. forging yeah. not to mention all of a sudden those calluses are gone like all of a sudden you get them you get them hot spots in your hands or you your hand hurts because you forged you know i haven't forged in a long time there's a lot. There's a lot more to it than all than the stuff we talk about. There's a lot more the physicality of it all than than not. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, Tim, if you're there and you've got literally got a baby on your lap and you're thinking, I wish I could be doing something, you can head on over to knifeprint.com for some computer-aided drafting. And um, you can design design what you're going to be making. You can make all your big plans, um, save them as templates, and all the rest of it. Um, really, really simple. If you've never done it before, um, any sort of card work. Knifeprints.com is great. They've got an educational center there to show you how to how to design the knives that you'd like to make. Um, as I say, you can save them um, and go back to them later and edit them when you do have a bit more time. You can print them out to paper, so you can use them as a template. Um, but let, let's say you're going to do some stock removal, for example. You can then press print, and they'll actually laser cut or a water jet cut them out of, of the steel that you choose, and they'll just ship them to you. Um, so there's plenty of ways you can sort of keep your hand in, um, but yeah, knifeprint.com is certainly one of them. Computer-aided drafting in the browser. <laughs> it was kind of you to make that concession. Yeah, look, yeah. especially for Paul, I mean, the old the old fart. <laughs> I mean, I said it's my birthday tomorrow. I probably should be saying old fart. Is it your birthday tomorrow? You just said yes, 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 yes. It is. Yes. I yes. like the fact that you you know, you are such a piece of shit sometimes. I, respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> because you said it and then you pretended like, oh, I don't, let's not talk about my birthday. That was hilarious, uh, by the way. He's like, tomorrow's my birthday. It's tomorrow your birthday. Well, I guess, kind of. You fucking just said it. Don't take this the wrong way, but you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just respectfully. I said it respectfully. I said it respectfully. How old are you going to be? 
Um, sort of. Oh God! Early forties is what I'm telling myself. Well, no, well, come on, come on. Forty-six. I will be. I will. I'll be forty-seven. Seven. Oh, you've been. You've yes. been pretending it's... like you're like you're like ten years younger than me. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> For years, I thought hey, Craig's forty-two. No, you know. <laughs> Do you know what? I got really upset when we when we come back. I've got really down the last couple Why? of days. My, and only today, my wife was like, "What's wrong? You, you you're moping a bit." I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He said, oh, I saw a couple of videos for the gig that you did earlier. And I said, that's exactly why. Look at the state on me. In my head, I'm 25 and I'm, <laughs> you know, young looking and sprightly. I see these videos and I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, do I really look like I've got body dysmorphia, but the opposite way around. <laughs> well, what's, <laughs> you know where... <laughs> what's the opposite way around? <laughs> <laughs> you know Which when people think that, when people think they're really, they're really fat and overweight, but they're really they're not. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I think I'm not, but when I look at myself, I really am. It's the opposite. Listen, my brother. It's a, it's a, it's a privilege. It's a privilege getting old, growing old. It's a privilege. Yes, look at it it's that. It's a privilege. Yes, you're right. You're right. You are right. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get out there, my boat. I, I, I'm sorry that you feel you're having a, you're having a thing about it. It kind of sucks, I, I, but yeah, at the same time, it's, it's just like yeah. nothing to do about it. No, I've I just know. turned 50. You know how hard it is to just say that? It's retarded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, sorry, ladies and germs. I didn't mean to say it like that, but you can see how obviously I'm stressed. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's super tough. It is tough. It is aging. But at is the hard. same time, I, I think it's not hard until you get to 35. That's what she said. Then everything is, yeah, <laughs> then everything is just so much harder, and it gets harder and harder every year. Um, so yeah, but hey, hey, we're healthy. But life is hard. Can. Everything that you know, it that's is. the create the crazy thing about this knife. And I'm bringing it back to knife making. The craziest thing about knife making is everyone seems to think that everything is easy, and you just tell them how to do it, and then next thing you know, they're they're doing it. But I don't think that anyone get, understands that everything in life is hard. Everything there's everything is a learning curve, and it's it's always a big learning curve. I'm nothing True. more to say. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you've made me feel better. Thank well, you. I mean, you know, Thank I you. think you look great. I mean, you should be proud of yourself. I mean, you've done something that a lot of people haven't been able to do, especially later in life. Been able to start okay. a band. Now, you have, <laughs> now, you, now you're just digging the blade no, in and twisting it a I'm bit. I'm not being, uh, being sincere there, Craig. I mean... Let's give a tip to people. If they, if they want to make their knife making life easier, they could buy themselves a new grinder. And life would be so much easier. What what grinder should they buy? You gotta get yourself a broadback. That's what you gotta get. I love my broadback because it's it's just such a, a great tool that it's it's more than one tool in one. It you got a disc grinder, you've got a surface grinding attachment, you have slack, you have flat, you have uh, all kinds, just everything. <laughs> you it's it's what is it like seven different tools in one, right? Um, and if you go to broadbackironworks.com and you put in, is it knife talk 10 right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Put in knife talk 10, you'll save 10% on your checkout, whether it's tool arms, it's a full package deal. If it's the sewing machine or, uh, or the leather sewing, uh, as well as the surface grinder, any of those things, anything you get from them, you'll save 10% with knife talk 10 at checkout. Again, go check them out at broadbackironworks.com. Okay, um, NC Custom Forge. Um, hey, guys, really appreciate the hell out of all of you. To keep it short and sweet, Morocco talks about spa days for blades. In this case, are all the blades to take down 
construction and if are they takedown construction if not how do you re-etch with a handle on um also maybe a curveball how do you do so with a peened straight pin so no corby bolts uh blade with a full tang considering the longevity of my damascus blades and if i should change construction for the sake of being able to give them the spa days down the line i appreciate what you will do for the knife making community and all the entertainment along the way Okay, so let's start with Moreco. When you, when, you, when you say a spa day, what is it you're doing with your blades? Uh, so usually when I get the blade back, it needs to be re-etched. Um, person, if it's an early blade, it may, it, maybe it doesn't have the S-grind in it, so they might also ask for it to be S-ground. Uh, but typically, at the very least, it needs the, the, blade needs, the Damascus blade needs to be refinished. Um, and the, everything's hard glued up. Nothing comes back apart. Uh, I've... I, I've I only do takedowns in, in the process of building knives, but I've always hard glued everything together um, for the, to finish them. So when it's an integral blade, um, it's a hidden tank construction. And when I build my integral knives, I have a small thin, uh, sorry, synthetic um, spacer between the, Damas the, the Damascus blade and the integral bolster as it transitions into the handle material. And that synthetic spacer acts as a kind of a, a, a buffer zone for me to paint on and uh, a resist, which is usually just nail polish. Uh, I use like a clear, I like to use the clear nail hardening polish um, that you can get just at the Dollar Tree or wherever for pretty inexpensively, if not just a dollar 25 or whatever it costs now. And, um, and that's how I resist the handle from being exposed to the acids as I'm re-etching my blade. Now, if you're doing that with a full tang knife, uh, full tang, non-integral, um, and if you don't have some sort of synthetic liner underneath your handle, your wood handle material, um, or let me back it up. If it's synthetic handle material, like micarta G10 or whatever, um, you're probably going to be just fine without, without any kind of resist. But if you do have, um, uh, wood on your on your handle, you're gonna want to resist it, um, and and but that might be difficult to do. Yeah, as 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 they were saying, it's uh it's if it's a peened on straight pin rather than bolts, um, but even if it was bolts, the bolts would the the flats would be or like the screw heads would have been ground off anyways, um, so th that's not really an option. So yeah, you got to paint on a resist. I think using it, some sort of synthetic liner underneath the wood, one, for the ease of refinishing blades if you need to do that, but two, honestly, just for the structural, to help increase the structural integrity of the knife, especially with burl pieces. If you have burl straight on the tang, um, the chances of that burl cracking um, fr from accident, you know, people accidentally drop it on the ground or whatever, um, that burl is more likely to crack and fall apart rather than if it had some sort of underlayment that it is permanently glued to. And then that synthetic underlayment is then glued and attached to the hand or the, to the tang of the knife. Uh, and, and again, it offers that buffer zone so that if you do need to dip the whole blade, you can just lap it all up with the, the nail polish resist and you can dunk the whole blade in without any concern of, acid getting onto the handle material and staining or ruining and damaging it. What do you think, Craig? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you've you talked about this multiple times, and I think that that's the way to do it. Yeah, some sort of resist, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also said about a curveball, how would you do so with a peened 
straight pin, so no Corby bolts blade with a full tang. But I suppose it's the same thing, really, isn't it? You're, you're, you're resisting the, the handle, you're yeah. not taking the handle off. Yeah, and especially yeah. if you're going into the ferric, you want to make sure if your pin is, um, well, I guess if it's copper, brass, uh, bronze, whatever it is, um, if uh, you you want to make sure to resist that, so say say you do have synthetic syn- sorry excuse me synthetic handle material attached to the flat tang, that's great. You don't have to worry about painting on a resist. But if you have again copper uh, sorry copper copper brass or bronze, um, those will deteriorate in your ferric and that will bleed out and that will affect your etchant. It'll it'll pollute your etchant and then it will also uh, electroplate the copper that is in those metals back to the surface of the Damascus. So you will want to paint at least a resist, some resist over those pins that you have in the handle. But otherwise, um, you should be good. Cool. Anything else, no. Jeff? That was it. I mean, <laughs> it's it, it's hard. It's hard. That's for sure. Yeah. Craig, you got and, In fact, we've got another question. Another question just below from Valio Knives. It's basically the same question. Want to re-etch your blade that already has a wooden handle glued to it. Um, how would you protect the wood? Well, yeah, you just, yeah. just said, said that. Let's get out of here. Fair enough. Shall we do it? Let's get out okay. of here. Okay, okay. Let's. I, I know you're in a rush to get off, Jeff. Can we have a really super fast after show? Oh, that's, uh, that's why I wanted to do a after show. Yeah, we don't have to do... Oh, let's, lovely, let's lovely. Okay. Okay. This is where the fun starts. Kids, speak to you soon. <laughs> this show... Saltburn. Have you seen it yet? <laughs> what is it What is it about? I just watched it because of, because Did of you. Did you, you watch it? Yeah. Right, okay. Just give me a um, it's a love story with... It's a love it story, but there's, there's a couple of shocking moments in it. And, it's a little um, unhinged. I was, I, a little. <laughs> I was warned about one of them, and when that happened, I was just like, oh. But then there's another one later down the line, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Is it on Netflix? <laughs> it's up uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime, yeah. Is yeah. it good? It's good. I thought it was great. It's it's great, and I've got to say, it's one of the most beautiful films I've seen in a long time with regards to the shots. Every shot is like a piece of art. If you pause it, it's just like, wow, look at that. Like, it just looks super, super yeah. beautiful. Um, but the, yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy storyline. Yeah. We're, we're being, we're being, we're having to watch these things every so often. It's like, it's more crazy than the next. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some shocking, shocking moments in it. And um, I mean, your kid's away now, so you, you'll be watching it with a kid. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is not one you watch <laughs> with the kid. I don't think. Yeah, there's 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 two specific moments where they're, they're, they'll be etched in your head forever. <laughs> oh, that and, sounds yeah, terrible. And you know, like, there's certain scenes in you know certain horror films from the seventies and stuff that you, there's certain scenes you'd always remember. I think there's two in this. Oh, that, you can um, forget it. Forget it. I'm not it's watching not, this. Not, not scary. Not scary. It's not, it's not horror at be, all. I don't want anything to be etched in my memory anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want fucking. I want resist. Less, resist. I want less things etched into my memory. That's the only good thing I'm hoping for. When I, as I get older, I'll forget <laughs> you terrible start things. Forgetting shit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. speaking of, you know, Craig, you were saying you were feeling blue. We're about to take our daughter yeah. back to college, and I'm not going to see her till May. So we're, oh, wow. my wife and I are like, my wife and I are like you know bummed we're super we had a long yeah. rake with her we had yeah, such a good time but we're just like 
she, it's been so much fun having the house full, and now we're taking her back to the airport uh, Saturday morning, and we won't see her until mm. May. Really wow, sad. Geez. Yeah. I ain't going to see that. <sighs> I don't think I can see. You can watch, you can watch Saltburn. That'll cheer you what, right up. Get, all right, and I'm not going to... Don't spoil it for the... You know, a lot of times when we suggest TV shows or movies or something like that, we will get a lot of feedback, and it'll be yes. usually on the angry side. <laughs> It'll be like, I can't believe you made me watch a fucking piece of shit. Now I'm like, you know. It's like our own book club or movie club. But it's All right, like, everybody. You got your assignment. All right, well. Exactly. Here, yeah. guys. So what did you think, Maraca? What What's your review? I liked it, actually. I mean, there were definitely parts of it that were fucking crazy. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, wow, that was a really good movie. And it was, really it was, a, yeah. it was a, a story style that is new i feel like or, or maybe mm. a play on old others i don't know it's just it's it's one that you don't see very often i i struggle with watching movies and sitting there being able to pr- predict the whole fucking thing and i'm like i don't even know why i sat through that 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 wasn't very yeah, interesting no, where agree. this one was kind of yeah. like y- you could kind of like come up with ideas of where things might go but you really just had no fucking idea where it was gonna <sighs> go God, no, yeah. it's like a- and it was almost sort of timeless that the music in it you know set across when it when at the time period it was done right. or you know it was set in but apart from that it could be medieval it could be super modern you know it was yeah. it was really timeless i thought it was Ugh. great now i have to watch this guardian thing i i, I probably we're not we're not saying it's just a wonder about it but it really i think it really is a, a, a great film right. i think it will well, that's good that's I, mean, not, I would recommend it yeah, yeah. Right. i thought it was good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. would you yeah. recommend it to someone who was 19 sure yeah. Oh, yeah. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but right. possibly <laughs> depends on the sixteen-year-old. But I feel like it does. It yeah, does yeah. have this kind of coming-of-age element, but it's more like college kid age. Okay. Coming-of-age. Right. Stuff. Yeah. So it's oh. not traumatic. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. That's how. That's how a movie should have been reviewed. By the way, not thumbs up. But like, mm. eh. like what do you think? Eh. Yeah. So. All right. Well, all right. I'll I'll pull the plug. I'm pu- uh, pu- pu- whatever. Oh oh oh. <laughs> Maybe that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> we'll hold we'll hold it there. Oh no. Thank you everybody. Thank you everybody for listening, and we shall speak to you again next oh, week. No. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc